teams uh, in some ways are very similar. In some ways are very different. It's, it's kind of a learning experience for me here. Uh, because, you know, and, and they both, you know, you're going to have power spread stuff. You have dual threat quarterbacks. And both offenses seem to be of the mindset or in the style of on the power side of power spread, a lot of running, a little bit of spread passing to open up, but for the run game and defense. Okay. But now well, let's look at the coaches or the coordinators, let's say. I'm looking at Arkansas coordinators. I'm seeing Kendall Bryles as the offensive coordinator. I mean, he's the son of Art Bryles. I mean, big time originator of power spread. Really spread it out big time. Go with really big up up tempo, frantic tempo sometimes, no huddles, all kinds of mixing with the time. And then also big power too. Big power, big spread, big tempo stuff. A lot of flexibility for the, the day that we're in. I mean, more than most people, okay? And then you've got Barry Odom. Was originally like a 4-3, standard 4-3 guy, Gary Pinkle back in the day. But uh, o- over the time, he actually changed his ways. Uh, there's reasons for that. I mean, uh, basically in the name of Rob Ryan, <laughs> he affected... I mean, Matt Eberfluss was a a, a, a big... Uh, what I say, a mentor to, him, to Odom. He's a, he's a guy that he worked with a lot. And he got influenced by Rod Marinelli and Rob Ryan. And Rob Ryan is more intricate and interesting. He's like a Jolie Dunn guy to me. Um, more so, Rex Ryan's more like his dad, Buddy, just full out aggression. But he'll mix, but full out aggression. Rob Ryan really wants to mix, okay? So Barry Odin, o- o- Odom, anyway, has started to do this when he was at Memphis as a DC. He was a 3 3, mixing it all up. Same thing when he came back to Missouri. But then when he took over as head coach of Missouri, as I said in my podcast with Missouri, he kind of, it started to get stale. I think it's the guy he had under him there, Ryan Walters. But it's also a lot to do, I don't think it's that as much. As a head coach, you, you have a lot more to do, and he had a lot of things going on there. And then he finally got fired. Okay, and, But so here he is back as a defensive coordinator, and yeah, I'm expecting a lot of mix, like almost Aranda like, a lot of mix of pressure, mix of coverage, uh, you know, a lot of aggressive variety. Uh, so that you're going to get that from both these coordinators. So we go over to Kansas's team with Lance Leopold, and he, he's, you know, got his same guy he's had forever, Kotonicki. I don't know how to say. It. And then he's got another guy, Brian Borland, but he's in the same line of the of the of the stuff. Lance Leopold goes back to, if I'm correct, Wisconsin Whitewater. Yeah, uh, I did a little study on him a long time ago. But he's like a pro guy. But he's a really good head coach. Forget about scheme; he's just a good head coach. But as far as scheme goes, he's from the the pro side. He was under he was at Wisconsin as a GA in the early '90s. Uh, back with Barry Alvarez and then um, Nebraska for a short, short time uh, when they were starting to pull out of the when they were, I think they were still doing yeah because Solich was there I think they were doing that the still the I option stuff but anyway so pro guy with some veer option in it some veer he, he likes to run so and then so his coordinators fit right in line with him so it's like that's what he does okay so why are these teams look alike because they do it seems like two ps pro styles with a, with heavy on the power side okay i only thing reason i can figure that out is sam pittman sam pittman an old offensive line coach People have known him forever. He seems like a great guy from what everybody says. Everybody was waiting. When was he going to get a head coaching job? 
Uh, he finally did here at Arkansas. I mean, he's been around. He's 61. I mean, it's not like, you know, this is his first trip around the block, but it is his first time as a head coach. And he has a lot of old pro background, college, pro, um, you know, maybe some West Coast passing in there, some pro, but whatever, but on the heavy run side. So he really falls right in line with Leopold. And, and, and that's why I think what we're seeing here is, I don't know, I mean, I've seen some of the, the, what they're doing on offense at Arkansas this year, and I can't believe it because there's people out there doing Bryles style, as I call it now, the Bryles style, and it looks more like Bryles than his own son stuff. And when Kendall was with other people, I think Chad Morris, but I can't remember, but I remember um, uh, Lane Kiffin really liked him. And, and it was wide open. It was wild. And, and, and I mean, maybe there's some of that I'm missing from Arkansas. I haven't watched all their games or anything. But from some of the stuff I saw, it's really watered down. And I'm wondering if this is Sam Pittman. And then Barry Odom, you know, you, you these days, except for the mess at Missouri, but before that, when he was DCing at Missouri Net, um, Memphis, you'd see a lot of sacks in the, in the stat totals. And the first couple of years at Arkansas, there wasn't that many sacks. And you'd see them coming from everywhere, DBs, linebackers, DNs, defensive tackles. You didn't really see that. This year, I saw it. I, I looked at his stat line. They have the most stats they've had in, in a long time this year. I think like 39. What is it? Um, how many sacks did they get? 39. Yeah, that's right. Um, a defensive lineman had a couple. They have a couple. But Drew Sanders, big year at linebacker. I think he's yeah, the Bama uh, transfer. Had a big year. Okay, so... So anyways, uh, I saw a little bit more Odom from the stat line on that. But, you know, again, I'm wondering if, like, Sam Pittman's trying to build a culture. He, well, we know he is in a certain way, and he wants his schemes a certain way. And he's – I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there's a complete alignment schematically. And then I've heard some things and read some things on culturally, I'm wondering. So here's the deal. Arkansas, they have a good program back in the day, Houston Nut, whatever. But of late, it's struggled. Uh, Brent Bienema had a couple okay years, but overall it's been pretty bad. Pittman came in and in the second year had a really big year last year. Schedule, we still in COVID, things worked out, but let's not give it to luck. Let's give it to culture. Pittman was really building something. They came into this year, they lost some guys, you know, they lost um, a lot of guys on defense, especially, but they're still, you know, working in uh, their dual threat quarterback and they still, you know, we're working all that in. Let me see how many guys they had back on offense. Seven, you know, KJ Jefferson, Raheem Sanders, Rocket Sanders. That's a great uh, quarterback running back team. They brought in a transfer from Oklahoma, Hazelwood. He had a big year as a receiver. They had another guy, Landers, coming back. They had a good, strong line coming back, led by their center, Stromberg. So, you know, it, it was setting up for a lot of offense, so the defense had lost people. And maybe that's why Barry Odom went to more a lot of the blitzing and the pressure because he had to. Maybe last year he didn't feel he had to as much. But I, but I wonder. I, I don't know what that's all about. Barry Odom, he was from a conservative background, but still not. I don't know. I don't know what went on there. But now Barry Odom. So well, I'll get to that in a second. But strong year last year. Lost some people coming into this year. But still, I expected a strong year again. Around nine wins again anyway at this point. And what happened was... They actually have not had that kind of a year. Um, let me see if I can get up uh, their schedule. And here we go. They won their first three games. Cincinnati was one of them, South Carolina. So it looked like a strong season, like I figured. 
then a close loss to a Texas A&M team that was starting to reel already, a loss to Alabama, which you'd expect, and then um, a bad loss to Mississippi State, which you wouldn't expect. They had some injuries to add to the attrition on defense. Okay, but where's the offense against Mississippi State is my question. And, and, and the big question there, did they have an in- Yep, Hornsby was in. And that's when Richardson, the QB, got hurt. So they were having injury issues. That's true. And they weren't nearly as good with Hornsby. They were able to beat BYU and Auburn, but then uh, I think Richardson played hurt against Liberty. And then uh, against um, LSU, he was out, and they hardly scored any points. I'm sorry, not, not Richardson, Jefferson, K.J. Jefferson. So without their starting quarterback, that definitely hurt. So they lost a lot of games near the end. But the Liberty loss was pretty bad. Pittman, I've been reading things. I, there's some question about a lot of stuff. I, I, I don't know yet. I, I don't know where this is all going. I thought this guy had a great culture, and even though maybe he was not letting Kendall Bryles fly as an offensive coordinator, so what? It was all working out. If Kendall Bryles is happy, whatever. Uh, they have good talent. I mean, even though they lost some guys on defense. And then they lost to Missouri in a tough two-point loss. And they had just beaten Old Miss the week before. And... Uh, yeah, I, I almost wonder about that because they were they down, they fought back, they went ahead, and they just couldn't get it done. A lot of field goals, they couldn't finish drives. So I I don't know, you know, what to think and where we are with Arkansas. I'm really sort of confused by them. Um, and here's the big news, and now we're going to get into the real big thing. Uh, and, and by the way, Missouri really wanted that game bad. Arkansas was already in a bowl. They had a disappointing year, so maybe they sort of let down that last game. So are they going to be let down coming into this game? This is not the kind of bowl game they wanted. It's not the kind of season they thought. Or are they going to recover from that Missouri loss and say, look, we're going to finish out strong? Well, we're leaning towards the first, the, the first thing I said, because there's a lot of guys missing. A ton of guys are missing. All right? So... Thankfully, their 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 top quarter, you know, their their top notch quarterback and running back are playing. That's the good news. Uh, their backup quarterback, who really they struggled with anyway, he transferred. Uh, their top receivers opting out. They've got a couple other receivers opting, but that's the main one. A tight end's opting out. Their best lineman, their center, is out. You know that's going to hurt. Then you go to the defensive side. A lot of guys are opting out. Drew Sanders, their best player from Bama, opting out. Bumper Pool, one of their best, opting out. They've got a lot of guys out, and if these guys aren't sitting there, I mean, are the guys left going to fight? So, again, we're at the motivation stage of these bowl games. Like, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, they still have enough talent left. You know, the other thing is, is Bryles going to pull out some tricks out of his bag? I mean, he can do more than he's done, I think, there. I mean, is that – and, oh, another thing, Barry Odom left. He took a head coaching job at uh, UNLV. So he's gone. Uh, they, they have the. Um, they also Pittman fired his strength and conditioning coach, promised to be more staff changes. He said were coming, so something's up. Uh, that bothers me more than anything to hear that. Like something's going on there. Could they turn it around for this game? Maybe, but you know, this doesn't look good at all. Now Kansas State, on the other hand, I mean, I'm sorry, Kansas, on the other hand, they had to do a quick hire because Les Miles quit, I think, and they did a quick hire last year with Leopold late in the, like after the spring game, after the spring. And so he didn't have much time. They were bad again, 2-10. and They've been terrible. This year, you expected some improvement, but not as much as you saw early on. They were 5-0 and to start the season. It was like, are you serious? Um, 
Yeah, and then and, and a big win against West Virginia, Houston. Duke at the time didn't seem like anything, but Duke was ended up being a good team. Iowa State. I mean, this wasn't like not an easy schedule. And then they lost a close one to TCU, a tough one to Oklahoma. And this is when their quarterback got hurt. They're the same way. They have a good dual threat quarterback, but he needs to play. And when he doesn't play, they're in trouble. Jason Bean, you would actually think would be good, but they actually did pretty good on offense. It may have been more of a leadership thing. Jason Bean's also a good dual threat quarterback in my mind, but uh, I, well, he's definitely better than the backup. If if uh, KJ Jefferson goes down in this game, uh, all bets are off for Arkansas. If Daniels, Jalen Daniels goes down for Kansas, they might still have a chance with Bean. But as it played out in the regular season, they lost a couple, uh, those games where Jalen Daniels didn't play. And then they were able to sort of recover. No, they didn't recover. What am I talking about? They did beat Oklahoma State in a good win, but then they lost Texas Tech. Texas, bad. And Kansas State, pretty bad. They kind of just, at the end of the year, they were beat up too. So now they have some time to recover. So I'm going to sort of bank on, I mean, (laughs) you've got three losses in a row there and you're kind of like, you're going to bank on them. Yeah, well, they have a couple weeks. I think the big difference is, there's no shenanigans over there in Leopold's program. I'm not hearing any stuff like he's going to start firing guys and making changes and there's talk. And and even in the portal, I mean, the guys that are opting out, they've got a few guys missing too, but not much. Uh, Lance Arnold, it's from injury actually. Hinshaw's been out, their backup running back. But Lance, Lawrence Arnold, one of their best receivers, may not play. And other than that, it's okay. They've got some guys missing, but they're just disgruntled guys who went playing time. So not not anything major. So I, you're heading into this, and they just look better to me as far as culture-wise. Just more guys are going to play. More of their starters are going to be there. I think they're going to – they've had some time to heal up a little bit, I think. Uh, if their quarterback goes down in this game, I'm, I feel more confident with them than if the quarterback for Arkansas goes down. So you have all those playing in. They've got all their coaches. And more than that, they're aligned. The culture, that's what a culture is. You have to align in a single vision your habits, your daily habits. That's what it's all about. And I just feel like they're aligned. I don't like the schemes as much. I mean, it's more towards the pro end side of it, but there's definitely power spread going on, but it's power PS Pro. Kendall Bryles could could be the genius like his dad. I mean, I'll go over to Arkansas. That's why I thought Arkansas, I thought Pittman was really on to something here. That's why I'm kind of surprised by all this. But right now it looks a little messy over there. So I'm not going to trust it. Uh, I'm going to stick with Kansas in this. Um, It is being played in Memphis, Tennessee. So that is sort of uh, home, it's going to be like a home game, uh, close to a home game for Arkansas. Uh, I would I would think, or they're a lot closer to getting to that. You know, the people can fly in for that game. It's going to be in the. I think the temperatures. It's warming up here in New York City. I don't know what it is there, but I think it's going to be. It's going to be fine. The weather should be fine. It's wind. I looked it up actually. It's going to be windy though. There might there might be, it might be windy, and then you wonder well that's going to affect. But again, these two offenses seem very similar. If anything, if Pittman for some reason lets Kendall Bryles really open up the game. And, and throw the ball all over the place, the wind will hurt that. You know, that would, that would be for sure. Um, but if they stick to their MO for the year, and the same with Kansas, it's, it's more of a PS Pro, it's more of a power side of it. So 
you know, so maybe those two teams will stack the boxes. Kansas has had some struggle with their run defense. I've heard a lot about that, but they were worse last year. Leopold's done a good job. I mean, that was the defense was a lot worse last year, so it's better this year. Yeah, Arkansas could run on them, but if they load the box, Arkansas is going to have to pass it. But that's the same on the other side. So yeah, if there really is some strong wind and wind gust, we could see a lower scoring game. Um, either way, we might see that just because teams are they're going to be running the ball a lot more. But we'll see. Um, but again, I just want to say this too. You know, Kansas, uh, their passing game, or oh, they have Devin Neal as their running back, who's a thousand yard rusher. So listen, and they have they can spread it out to a multitude of, of receivers. Uh, they have a f- couple of receivers, a couple of tight ends. So, you know, I'm not a big fan of the scheme, but it's not. But it, it's a solid, solid get program with Leopold. He's a good coach. And they're, and so I'm just going to stick with Kansas in this. Um, again, beginning of the year, never in a million years. It's like the Duke. I, I picked Duke, right? Never in a million years in the beginning of the year. But get, you have to look at where these teams are now. And then again, the motivation factor that everybody's talking about, the gambler guys are losing it because they're like, you have no idea. And, and even like the game last night that I did a big podcast on, that thing totally changed at the end of the game. That thing was just crap. I mean, and that wasn't like Middle Tennessee and San Diego State where it was sloppy, but they were fighting. These guys weren't even fighting that much. It was crazy. And then, but at the end of the game, it turned into a big fight. It turned into an amazing ending. So who knows what we're going to get in any of these games, but it's leaning towards Kansas. Arkansas is the favorite, understandably. They're the better team. They, I mean, that's another thing. Kansas won a lot of those early games coming from behind actually getting fumbles and different things, special teams. They're, they're, they are far from a good team. They really shouldn't even be in a bowl. I mean, they shouldn't even have a, a, a five. They should be like have three wins this year or something. Just as, It's a strong program by Leopold. But they do have some talent too. And, and they have a nice quarterback, running back tandem and a group of receivers and a decent offensive line, very similar to Arkansas. But, and they're not missing all these guys like Arkansas is. So... I'm going with Kansas.